Welcome to the 10 Degree Shift Podcast, where your host, AJ, shares small 10 degree shifts you can make to improve your business, its people, and culture, one shift at a time. Welcome to the 10 Degree Shift, a show that's all about how you can be more while doing less. I'm your host, AJ, and you know I'm obsessed with finding ways that we can reduce friction and boost flow in both our life and our work and our businesses so that we can ultimately be more productive, vibrant and healthy. Today I have a very special guest and rather than focus on one of the 10 degree shift elements, I have a feeling that our conversation is going to touch on all of them. And that's because the man that I'm bringing on the show today, Dr. Jerry Rosanove, has a vast array of background and experience and he also delves into lots of different fields and areas um, from being yoga, a yoga teacher to chiropractic to spirituality. And he's been pursuing some of this since he was 13 years old. Um, he's not 13 now and he's on the line. Hello, Dr. Jerry. Hello, AJ. Great to be here. Great to have you on the 10 Degree Shift. Now, as I said, um, in the 10 degree shift model, we talk about moving more, stressing less, eating plant-based, having a growth mindset, lots of clarity of purpose, you know, having a good tribe and contributing to our community. And I know in our previous conversations, you tend to go across all of those, right? Well, I, I'm a compulsive Gemini um, <laughs> and, and an air sign. And so the air element, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very much from a... Uh, Indian elemental background, earth, water, fire, air. So the air, the quality of air is to transmute um, and also to move, you know, shift, um, which is certainly not the case with an earth element like a like a Taurus. So um, just by nature, uh, and Mercury rules uh, Gemini, which is, you know, I don't know whether it was well, a bit of an age difference, but back in my day we used to still have Mercury in the science labs which is all banned now, obviously, but back, back, back in the 60s, you know, you'd, you'd pull out mercury and it was just amazing. It would just take its form and break up and move mm. constantly. Well, you know, I'm mercurial and an air sign, so uh, it's my nature to see the underlying link of things. And what drives me is the magic word why. You know, why are things, what's the underlying cause, what's the common denominator, what's the driver behind life, behind people, um, you know, that's just that's what drives me. And for people listening, uh, both Jerry and I figured out the other day that we'd both been in Bali just a month apart, um, going and being participating in um, at what's called iLab or an entrepreneurial, um, I guess, learning immersion. Um, Dr. Jerry did his in January and I did mine in February. And we discovered um, when they do uh, personality and business profile and a wealth profile that we kind of have the same profile as a star, which is all about shining a light on others and on interesting things and then bringing that to the world. So all of those synergies meant that I had to bring him on the show to share more of his knowledge and wisdom. And I have no idea where this is going to go because I think there are so many topics we could talk about. Yeah, but, you know, just on that parlaying off, because this is a highly spontaneous uh, interview and not pre-recorded or pre-worked out questions, you know, we both went over to our lab, uh, which is Roger Hamilton um, Entrepreneurs Institute. And, you know, the the different... um, what, when, how, 
Um, but, you know, what oversees that is the spirit element of wine. And so, and quite frankly, I pr- more resonate with spirit than blaze. Because mm-hmm. um, really the driving passion for me is wine. So that's Roger's whole concept is before you go into identifying who, you know, in terms of a business model, he's a businessman, um, but but very interconnected with all the elements and the personal development side of things. So before you even work out, you know, your avatar, what, when, how, what oversees all of that is the why, and he relates that to the spirit element. And so I actually had a really strong experience. It wasn't so much an epiphany but a strong experience that I actually resonate more with spirit than his other four um, primary patterns. And so on that, why don't we begin there? That's a really nice starting point. What is your why? Uh, why? My why? Hmm. I think it's just the, uh, you know, I've got to say the why is driven. I'm going to be a little bit transparent here. Uh, you know, in my teens, I talk acid, um, and that might seem a little bit unusual, um, but not really, because I was born in Melbourne in the 60s. In the 60s. <laughs> uh, and that was the year of Richard Allport. Listeners looked that up, you know, in the Beatles, um, you know, uh, Diamonds in the Sky, and uh, my Rishi Mashiogi. It, you know, it was a transcendental era. So, you know, as a teenager, I got into that stuff. And I, I basically saw that, um, and experientially, this is not reading stuff, this is experience that uh, some other listeners who've taken that substance may yeah, right on, bro, right on, is that you look at this three-dimensional Newtonian anatomical model of, you know, three-dimensional, but in actual fact, it's all shimmering energy. Mm. And so, uh, and then some of my trips to India uh, definitely showed me that there's a whole greater spheres, uh, levels of of living than just the three-dimensional. And so... What drives me, you know, I've been a chiropractor osteo for 20, osteopath 27 years now, and, and the introductory, I'm very visual and very, you know, left and right brain balanced. So when people come into my clinic, it's like going into an art gallery. There's, there's you know, visual posters, diagrams, explaining mm. the whole clinical approach I've got. And the number one, I sit them down and say, welcome to my clinic. Uh, I just want to let you know what the driver is, what we do here. And we use the iceberg analogy. And so the tip, which is 10% above the water, is the symptoms and pain. That's the Western medical model. I know you're here for, for pain and symptoms. We know that. World surveys and chiropractic is people want short-term pain. Well, I don't do that. The, the 90% below the water is underlying causes. And that's really what we do here. Uh, and that's what I've done for 27 years. And that really goes back to uh, you know my teens' experience of uh, there's so much more than just what you see, mm. um, there's an underlying energetic whole, you know, pattern to life that as a Western culture, the indigenous cultures had it. They lived the animists. They had it, the connection of that the rivers of their blood, you know, the trees of their bones. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And so they were, they, they, they had it and we've, uh, we're a remarkably disconnected civilization now. And so we're trying to find back, you know, trying to get our why again. Absolutely. Um, only because we've actually uh, lost, you know, we've we've lost our way. But, you know. Mm. Um, I so couldn't that, agree that's, more. That, that's the driver that there's just, you know, you know, people are, 
come in in pain. I, you know, this is what I do. I've done, you know, coming up to three decades. So I got a sore neck. Well, great. Well, let's sit down. Number one, this initial consult is one hour. Let me know any other chiropractor anywhere in Australia that spends an hour with you. No one does it. Wow. And so the whole point is an hour and a quarter, actually, 15 minutes for the paperwork. Wow, that's a lot of paperwork here because I'm very thorough. The feedback is I get thorough. So it's a whole hour of self-exploration. Yeah. I want to get to know this person and get, and want to get to know the lifestyle triggers. And I said the driving force, this is even before I went to Bali with Roger Hamilton's, you know, spirit element on why. That, that's been my driver, my why clinically. So why are you in pain? You know, we know you're in pain. If you want quick pain relief, please go next door, chemist, Use your, your bicep, <laughs> use your bicep, use your masseter muscle in your jaw. Yeah. Pop a pill that's quicker and cheaper than anything I can offer you. And so, you know, my whole clinic is why and lifestyle triggers and let's empower you on how to take, take charge and get long-term correction. Which is so empowering and helps people take back, I guess, some um, control and starting to see how they are the masters of their destiny and it's why I wanted to bring you on the show. And I think what you mentioned then um, is the interconnectedness and how we have disconnected in so many ways from nature, from seasons, from cycles, from our innate being, you know, from the universe. And as you rightly said, a lot of the Indigenous First Nations cultures really knew that well and we've lost our way a bit with that. Part of what we're doing with the 10 Degree Shift movement is about bringing back that interconnection and helping people in organisations and families and communities and countries see how we actually need to join all these things together to rebuild the chain and that, you know, we need to be moving, we need plants in our life, we need to be eating them and living with them, being with them, we need to be growing, we need to have, you know, open shared values with each other. How do you see the interconnectedness with all of the different modalities that you've learned? How do you see that showing up in the way that you do support people? Well, if I could pivot that and move it into the 10-degree shift, because I'm here to do one thing to add value to what you do, um, and you very graciously sent me the PowerPoints. Mm-hmm. This is spontaneous, so poor AJ, you know, on her and me, like, oh, don't go there, don't go there, Jerry. No, sorry, AJ, this is spontaneous. <laughs> so. So you sent me the PowerPoints and I, I literally um, copied and pasted and printed them out in front of me. And I'm seeing the, and I've highlighted the interconnectedness of uh, all your 10 moves. Um, and so I, I would challenge, and this is being, being up front, you know, you can delete this podcast if you like, but I, I would not so much challenge. No, but, I'm up for challenge. I love it. But, but I, I would question the, the idea of um, keywords of use, um, shifting. Yeah. which by definition means we've, we're, we've got to move from somewhere, uh, the increasing evolution. This is written off your, uh, out of your purpose. Um, you know, accelerate the evolution of a, of a more conscious world. Mm. Um, so that there's a lot of like needing to increase, to shift, to move, um, which is the, the drama, the neurosis um, uh, of West, uh, the modern Western culture, which we, we've had a chat prior yesterday about this, that was, mm. you know, I could be wrong. I'm always happy to say I'm wrong. But from my research, it was Christopher Columbus, who was an Italian, sponsored by the Spanish government in 1492, only just over 500 years ago, on the timeline of millions of years of, uh, you know, of, of humans, 
and all the different species of humans. That's a pinprick, the dot on the line. And he was he came out and brought you know so called discovered the new the new world, and then that led to the destruction of remarkable indigenous cultures, Aztecs, Incas in South America, and so on and so forth. That's not a discussion here, but I'm only saying um, that you know uh, it's all about. There's a guy called Papaji, P-A-P-A-J-I, you can Google him, and he has this wonderful phrase. He was actually a disciple of Ramana Maharshi. Um, and he's, he has this lovely, lovely phrase, call off the search. And you are, everything that you're looking for, you have right now. And even Deepak Chopra, I do his 21-day meditation um, yes. challenge. His whole, yeah. one of his one days was around, uh, you know, everything that we want, we already have. Yeah. And, and so, it so it's a matter of um, this whole speeding up. Where has it got us? This whole more internet, more this, more that. It's, it's uh, you know, I bring my age in and respectfully we're probably a year in your 40s, we're probably a 20-year age difference, which might seem nothing, but it's massive because when you look mm-hmm. at what's happened on the planet in the last even 30, 40, say 40 years, um, it's horrendous and there's no change. So it's really a matter of uncovering. I love that Buddhist phrase, Pema Chodron, Pema Chodron C-H-O-D-R-O-N, Pema, P-E-M-A. She talks about the uncovering. Um, and, and Eckhart Tolle talks about, you know, coming into your body, being here now, connecting with nature. And Reggie Ray talks about somatic descent. And these mm-hmm. are all techniques that tragically, and I don't use that word lightly, tragically, as, as a modern era civilization, we're having to learn these techniques. Yes. Get us back to a place where the indigenous, the animists, were there for not thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, you know, millions of years, who knows, certainly hundreds of thousands of years, Aboriginals, hundreds of thousands of years. And then they all had it. They had that connection, tribe, everything that you're looking for. I don't want to have a go at you, but, you know. (laughs) Well, and actually you are singing from my song sheet because that's kind of what it's about. It's about returning to the basics and coming back to what we already knew. I'm going to read it off. It's highlighted. You're under your individual shifts. You've got purpose. Yes. Uh, And then you've got individual shifts moving more. Well, you know, the reality, the factual is that the hunter-gatherers, Paleolithic people, I don't use man, Paleolithic people, they had to run, not walk run 10 miles a day to run down mm-hmm. their, uh, their food. Yes. We are the only species that could perspire. So they would run in the mid, mid-sun, run out their tigers and their leopards, and they, they would have to then rest in the shade, and that's when they'd spear them. That's when they'd or hit them with rocks back then, didn't even have spears. Uh, ingesting pure water, wow, you know, that, 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 you know, how have we screwed up on that one? Um, speaking truth. Well, that's a two and a half thousand year old Buddhist precept of uh, right speech, right action. Two and a half thousand honoring. I mean, wow! I just go to the Native American First Nations about honoring, um, being together. I mean, tribal, global, indigenous. You know, uh, in uh, energy affecting the whole. This, this <laughs> we're the poor lost. We're the lost nations. We're having yeah. a connection. So what the key word, I mean, my passion, you know, uh, um, Roger Hamilton, you know, a lot of his free tests, which, again, we could give links, AJ, to the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. He had the free purpose test and the free passion test. 
Well, my passion was connection. Um, and so I've highlighted the word connection, and it's right through. <laughs> it runs right through your whole 10-degree shift. <laughs> and here, you know, company shifts, supporting connection, mm-hmm. uh, finding ways to contribute and to, guess what, connect mm-hmm. and engage in, guess what, communities. Well, connection communities, that was the status quo prior to a lovely man, a lovely gentleman, Christopher Columbus, that uh, I would say in a lot of the indigenous culture, you know, elders I'm sure would agree with me was the start of the rot. Yeah, and the industrial era, which kind of turned us into robots that measured our experience through a time clock. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and also the Industrial Revolution brought us into the cities. And that, and that was the, that, you know, that started the end of, uh, you know, incredible tribes. They still do exist. Yes. Uh, some of these tribes, they do, so, you know, I mean, I, I, uh, probably raving on here, but basically I went over to Bali and I have a, uh, two week annual holiday. And the iLab was in the last two weeks of January. And I normally have the first two weeks of January. In the last two years, I've gone, um, hiking mm. solo in the bush national parks for two weeks. And I thought, okay, I'm going to Rogers, um, you know, ILAP, and it's the last two. I've got two weeks. I'll take a month off. What do I do? I'm, I've got to go to Indonesia. Okay. I love indigenous cultures. Mm. So I started Googling, and uh, in, in uh, West Timor, there's uh, animist tribes left. So I went to the Bodhi tribe, which is the one remaining pure animist tribe in the whole of Indonesia, and I went up there and stayed there visited wow and on my facebook there's all these photos of going to all the different animist tribes now i could have gone into the mm. island of flores mm. where you fly into Labian bajo from denpasar uh, i did the komodo uh boat trip for four or five days but i'm a purist through and through and so there's a lot of tourism that comes to flores because of the komodo national park mm. so they've been influenced but but very few fly into kapang uh there's no english spoken there i had to get a guide who spoke also the local village dialect plus indonesian plus english so he was a villager and i literally traveled with him for uh, a week uh useless without him because i couldn't speak any any (laughs) and he did all the interpreting this is all on my uh facebook uh and went into all these animist tribes and spoke to all the um you know the tribal uh chiefs um, so fortunately there are some that's, that still exist. And so I literally spent my two weeks flying into West Timor and, uh, I've never been so graciously received in my life. Mm-hmm. I literally had selfies. No, no white guy goes there. And you know, that's exactly what the 10 degree shift is all about. And you'll see that it's based loosely on some of the um, qualities that came out through the research of the Blue Zones, which is where yeah, people live exactly to be it. centenarians, uh, a lot more centenarians, sorry, a lot more than in other populations. And I know you're all about longevity and how can people live long and live well. And, you know, a lot of what you're talking about is ancient wisdom that in many cultures is preserved and in many has unfortunately been, unfortunately been lost. If for the people that are listening and the whole idea of the shift is that we don't need to pivot and we don't need to make big radical changes in order to change our life and that it's the small daily shifts that we make and the incremental habits and things that we form 
that help us over the long term become healthier, better, more thriving populations and people. If you had any tips from your own life and your experience with your patients, what would be a couple of small shifts that you think are fundamental to us living that kind of life? Well, again, I I personally wouldn't use the word shift, um, and I'm very adamant about that because the shift means there's a certain amount of, and underlying that for me when I reflect on that word, and I'm very much into words, Mm -hmm. um, the, the underlying assumption is I need to move. Shift by definition. Change Webster's, something. Webster's yeah. dictionary is, is movement. So, mm-hmm. so that the underlying assumption is if I'm truly anchored and in the power of now, where you know I've had many experiences where everything flows from right now. That's the mm-hmm. only place to be in the subtle and the balance. Yeah. Um, is that you know if I'm in that place, do I need to shift? And I'm you know I I, I pause because in that silence, yeah. that's where everything is. So all these techniques of yoga, meditation, even, you know, uh, Muktananda's chanting and all Osho's dynamic mm-hmm. meditation, it's all about coming into ultimately stop. Coming back stop. to the house. We stop the mind. Mm. So uh, I would say, you know, and that's where, you know, after my, as you know, I think I've traveled a lot, uh, been a single guy, so I don't have kids, so I've literally been able to travel the world uh you know, uninhibited un, un, un by anything. So mm. and I've done this for 40 years now. So my my thing is I've come to the point of soma, body. Um, and so that we've got the greatest gift right now uh, to be in our bodies. Yes. And so it doesn't, doesn't require any mental left brain theory. It, 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 it taps into uh, the wonderful system of breathing which is the only, you know, from a medical background, so it's the, it's the only system in the body that's both voluntary and involuntary, conscious and unconscious. Yeah. So fortunately we don't have to, you know, keep breathing voluntarily breathe, breathe. and slow it down or speed it up. And slowing it down yes. allows us to create that, and I will say shift in that case, mm. it will shift from a place of high anxiety and stress into a place of balance. Mm. And, and so I've, you know... Uh, just incorporated a lot of my techniques are around 60 seconds because, you know, obviously everything I do is clinically professionally run and for yeah. years people say, sorry, I've got no time, I've got no time. Well, I literally, <laughs> you don't have 60 seconds, sorry, buddy, uh, stay with your pain. I don't want to hear about it. Um, so it, it's, it's all about showing people how to do posture, breath and movement, which I show people to do. In 60 seconds, and you do that when you're in banks, woolies, coals, downtime, mm. speaking, talking to people. Um, you do all these techniques that take 60 seconds. And I know you do teach that PBM model of the posture body movement. Um, and whilst people can't see you on the podcast, often they're listening while they're commuting and driving and cooking dinner and those sorts of things. Can we, to finish up, could you do a little 60-second tutorial for us? Could you give us a technique or something that people could take away to focus on to just bring back some of the stillness and the power of now in those little everyday cracks? Wow. Wow. I mean, there you alluded to two things there, which were two different components. One was... Um, using different techniques, which I would do standing, because seating is deadly. It's literally the researches it takes years off your life if you, you know, sit a certain number of hours per per day even. 
um, it switches on the hip flexor, switches off the glutes, uh, and creates rounded posture. So because I'm at my standing desk while we're talking, I'm standing up. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So one one is standing um, and doing certain breathing movement, uh, even just one. I'll, I'll bring it, break it down to one, which is my favourite. And the other one was the the whole PBM posture, breath, and movement. That was the sixty second walk, where you let go of the past and invite, visualise into using back visual auditory kinesthetic in a particular heel to toe grounded walking. So that's a process um, that you can do. Mm. Uh, we could run people through that. That's 60 seconds. And the other one is just, you know, ultimately just um, best place for doing that ideally is is on the grass outside in nature where you and in bare feet where you're getting the contact with the earth. So is that going to take up too much time, these two components? Well, we could easily point people as well to the Human Power Summit, Superhuman Podcast. Summit. At, at the very end. Channel. And there'll be an actual video of Dr. Jerry Rosanoff showing us how to do that. So I will put a link in the show notes to the YouTube link so you can actually watch and learn. And I can't agree more that, you know, grounding ourselves and connecting back into earth with bare feet is so important. And I was um, taught to breathe myself by uh, an Indian man, Mahendra, in Bali, um, yeah. And he had a concern that I wasn't was breathing too shallow, and said, "Lengthen your breath and lengthen your yeah. life." So maybe let's focus on the stand and breathe for this. Okay, so we're standing, and this is my favourite takeaway out of all the different exercises because it means the be- the beauty of this is you can actually do it when you're talking to people and standing. So you know, as long as we're standing, you can do it. So what I'm doing is we can go through this together for the listeners. So the key is a particular sequence. So the number one is to have your feeling, bringing your consciousness, your awareness to your feet on the ground. You have your feet shoulder-width apart. That's number one, step one. Step two is to bend the knees. A lot of people, if you lock your knees back, it tilts the pelvis forward, Mm -hmm. and that brings you forward head posture, uh, and there's a whole cascade of physiological impacts of that, but now is not the time to go into that. So yes, I'm a knee locker. I have to be always conscious of softening yeah. my knees. In the knees. Then what I do is I put the right hand, maybe the index finger, middle finger, onto my navel, and the back of my left hand onto a lumbar spine or lower back. And what I'm doing is I'm actually drawing the navel in, which is the transverse abdominis, one of the key core muscles that uh, stabilizes and strengthens the lumbar spine, you know, Mm-hmm. Lower, lower back pain is pandemic in our culture because of yes. sitting, because of lack of movement. So you've got so one hand at the front, the right, and the so left we're drawing hand. Drawing the navel back. in, tilting the pelvis back, and feeling the back of the left hand running up and down the lumbar spine. Because if you tilt the pelvis forward, you run your head up and down, you'll feel a, a sway back. And if you draw the navel in, tilt the pelvis back, and run your head up and down the lumbar spine should be flat. It flattens out. Dead flat. Now, that's a brilliant exercise in itself. It's basically mm. activating the glutes, transverse abdominis. It's activating the rectus abdominis, trunk flexor, and it's also stretching the hip flexors, the psoas and the rectus femoris. So there's a whole incredibly, you know, lower back healing in just doing that. Then what you do is then you bring your hands behind and interlock your fingers at the back, still consciously splitting your awareness so if 50% of the awareness is your navel locked in and the lumbar spine, then you move your hands away mm-hmm. 
Actually, no. Sorry, my mistake. So, then so you, your fingers are interlaced? His fingers are interlocked, and you're still keeping your navel in with the pelvis tilting back. And then what happens then is you simultaneously, as you do a deep, exaggerated inhalation of the upper ribs, with functional breathing, the ribcage should come up and out, which is going to stretch the pec minor muscle, which yeah. is the shoulder internal rotator, which slumps us, gives us forward head posture. So you deep a deep breath, and as you're doing that simultaneously, bring the shoulder blades together. The deep, exaggerated inhalation as you're breathing in, upper chest, the shoulders come back and the shoulder blades come together. At the back, yeah. Now, you know, I, do, I, I do everything by threes, three, three. So we'll just do three breaths and three times and breathing in. Deep inhalation, still being aware of the feet, still being aware of the knees being bent, still being aware of the tummy mm-hmm. being in and it. Pelvis tilting back and out. Lastly, breathing in. Deep, exaggerated inhalation through the nose, breathing out through the mouth. So we're breathing in the nose and holding it for one, two, three. Most people are shallow breathers and breathing out through the mouth. One, two, three. Now, when you're actually standing, talking to people, people have got no time. Like, do you talk to people? Yes. (laughs) Well, what you do is you bend the knees, and I've done professional public speaking training, and so you never public speak with your hands in your pockets. Yes. You can put your hands behind behind you. So it's quite socially acceptable when you're talking to people. Whenever you see me talking to people, I'll have my hands interlocked behind me with the shoulder blades activating. And that's activating all, all the upper back muscles, giving you posture correction. And so you can even do that when you're in banks, woolies, coals, talking to people, and there's a whole Which navel in, pelvis tilting back, upper upper back muscles activating, and then you bring the head back, then the neck neck retraction, head retraction. That's a whole whole system right there. I love there that um, it's a bit like James Clear in his book called Atomic Habits. He talks about habit stacking and that you find something that you're going to do frequently, like standing, talking to someone or st- standing in a queue and that's when you put a habit into that so that you know it becomes a trigger to do that thing so I love that this is something simple that we could do at the checkout you know in a lineup while we're standing at a networking event or whatever it might be and then if you really want to go for it what I do is then uh because I've found clinically that most people um are okay doing you know squatting on two legs but bring them on one leg single leg squat they're, with poor core, they're really, they're balanced, their knees, they're balanced. the whole thing just, just is wavering all over the place. So what I do is I go into that position, mm-hmm. exactly where we are, and then I'll put my weight on my left leg, can be left or right, doesn't matter, and then I bring my right foot out, and that can be like 45 degrees or even 30 degrees. Draw uh-huh. the navel in, draw the navel in, and really activate the shoulder blades out, actively doing it the whole time. And that's going to be work, working what's called the glute medius, which is a, uh, a hip abductor, abducts mm-hmm. the hip. Um, and you can do that in banks. And you can just move it out just a few centimetres, even 20, 30 centimetres. No one will notice. Yes. And then you're working on all your lateral muscles down your whole left side, ITB, glute, me, glute, mid. So the legs are almost out to the side like a skier kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's working your balance. So, so your left leg's straight, going straight into the ground. You're, you're working interlocking the fingers in the back, the shoulder blades come in. And then you're bringing that right leg out a little bit. That's amazing. 
I can feel yeah. that now. That's a whole body workout. I just did about six while we stood here and I can feel it quite strongly. So there's some amazing takeaways, everyone that is listening. And if you were sitting in the car, I hope you will try it out when you get out and stand again. You know, practice the stand and breathe. Stack it with a habit of something that you do anyway. And often for people, if you're you know, making your cup of herbal tea or whatever while the kettle's boiling, do some of these. Stand and do the point the feet out to the side. Excellent. I know um, time is uh, on top of us now, Dr. Jerry. Is there any final words you'd like to leave with people before we finish up? I think it comes down to you are what you what you're seeking. Call off the search. <laughs> um, and so you know the techniques is all about somatic descent. It's not ascension. I went through that for years in India. Uh, it's imbalanced as a culture. We've lost our contact with the earth. We've lost our contact with the feminine, Mother Gaia. And so it's around about descending back into uh, this glorious creation, which is, you know, the human planet, and we're part of it. We're, we're, we're built of earth, made of earth, water, fire, air, the four elements, the human body and the physical universe is all the four elements. Yeah. So it's about returning home. It's actually coming back home uh, to what's already here. Yes. Come home to ourselves. I love it. Come home to nature. Come home to what Come we back. are essentially. It's like, it's like a crawling. Yes. Come back for God's remembering. sake. Remembering. Remembering. We go to the moon, we build all this stuff, and we're more neurotic and split, disassociated, disconnected than ever before in human evolution. Mm. We're at a tipping point. All we've got to do is come back. Come back yeah. home. And I think more than ever, this COVID-19 has given people an opportunity to do just that, to to start to reflect and go, is this where I thought I'd be and how I'd be experiencing my life? And so now is a time to return to yourself, to come back. Now, I know there's a few ways we can contact and get in touch with you. There's your email, which is rosanove, R-O-S-A-N-O-V-E at gmail.com. And also you've got a website, don't you, movingforlongevity.com. Are they the best ways for people yeah. to get in touch and find out more about your amazing work? That's it. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your generosity of spirit and your co-creation with me today. I love that it's a mystery tour. I like that you challenged me, and I look forward to maybe having you on the show in future once again. Well, I applaud you, AJ, on, on the 10-degree shift. You know, uh, someone's got to put all this together and uh, create a, sh- a shift, and you've put the individual um, team and company, you put it all together in one, one lovely flowing system. So good for you. Thank you. Thanks very much. And to everyone who's listening, remember, all you've got to do is make tiny shifts, but over the long term, just like an aeroplane only changes a couple of degrees and can end up in a whole different country, decide now what do you want your future to look like and start moving towards it. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. Mm